0: You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Amen. We turn the heat on, and I'm hot, I'll tell you. All the people are thankful that the heat's on. God bless you. Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, and uh, just before we go into the Word of the Lord, I want to give you a, an update on our missions, and uh, of course, last weekend was our missions conference, and uh, we did what we had to do uh, at the moment, and uh, we went online and did our best to accommodate our missions conference online, and, and uh, hopefully, uh, you got to watch and be part of it, and we did the best we could. And uh, Brother Dross did an excellent job, Brother Sisko, our panel, and um, the prayer line, all kinds of things that we tried to do, the drive-by uh, with your pledge. And so we thank, we thank you for participating and being part of that. But if you weren't able to be part of our missions, then you still are able, obviously. And uh, we do have pledge cards at the back, and um, our ushers can make sure you get one of those Uh, Just to give you an update of where we are, we're right around 234,000 at this point that have been pledged to missions, and so we're thankful for that. We're thankful for what God is doing through this church, and uh, we expect that to continue to grow over the next week or two, and so uh, thank you for helping us with that, and uh, we're so thankful for everything that missions support, obviously around the world, in different countries, but also in our own city, and we thank God for the opportunity, amen, to give. Giving is part of worship. It is. It's part of worship, and I thank the Lord for the opportunity to be able to give. Amen. Thank you for being in God's house this morning, and uh, working with us. Um, as Brother Robertson has already stated so wonderfully in his little video about our our um, small groups, we kicked that off on Wednesday, and we had a good time here at the house of the Lord. You won't want to miss that, and be and you'll be. Um, I think blessed to be part of those small groups, and uh, we thank God for the opportunity. If you noticed this morning, we didn't pass an offering plate, but you can give in multiple ways. Uh, the little black box at the back, the, the little box between the doors underneath the carport, donation at missionpoint.ca. You can also go on our website and click, click on the Give tab. You can do that there too. So thank you for being faithful to your giving. Uh, this is a wonderful church. And uh, we'll do our best to uh, uh, do what God wants us to do. Amen. And thank you for helping us be able to accomplish that. Amen. You have your Bibles this morning. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 1. And um... Amen. I was awake most of the night, and um, I thought I'd go for a a long walk at 2 this morning, but I, I did pass on it and just stayed awake. Um, but I was awake most of the night, and uh, God was working on my spirit for this morning. And um, I want to minister to you today from Isaiah chapter 1. And uh, I want to title it, Attention, Please. Attention, Please. I think, it's, um, I think we're at the hour I think we're at the, the day, the time, the period in life where we, we've got we've to take note of what's happening. And uh, it's very important um, of what's taking place around us and, and obviously as a church and as an individual that serves God, you want to take note and be attentive to what's taking place in, in, uh, through the Scripture and what's being Actually, uh, that was prophetic. That is being revealed, and is coming to pass. Lots of things are taking place right now in our world that have been prophesied, and uh, this is—it's not—it's going to continue. You're going to continue to see things that have been talked about uh, in the Bible that are going to be continually taking place. Well, with that in mind, it is important that we. As individuals and as a church are at attention. And uh, so I, I want to speak to you this morning. This, this passage that I'm reading to you obviously was the, uh, the prophet Isaiah is writing this, and he's, he's, he's uh, referring to Judah and Israel. Um, but there's things that are relevant to us today. So I'll, I'll read to you from verse 18. Come now and let us reason together. Come now and let us reason. So verse 18. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient you shall eat the good of the land. Hear it this morning. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The Lord is speaking, obviously, through his word, and Isaiah is writing it down. And, uh, that's the text this morning. So I, I want to give you the background of that text. And so we start in verse 1 the vision of Isaiah the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Uh, when, you, when you see the starting of this book, it uses the word vision. Uh, that word vision uh, means, properly means, that which is seen or from from a verb that means uh, uh, to see or to behold. It is a term that is often used in in reference to prophecies of the Old Testament. It's a term that's it's used on a regular occurrence of things that are going to take place and things that are come to, going to come to pass. And it's no different in this this passage right here. And so I... I I give you that word this morning for attention, please. Let this be a vision. Let this be something that you see and behold this morning uh, that uh, is taking place. And for our eyes to be opened. It's no time for our heads to be in the sand. Hear me this morning. It is no time for the church to take a back seat. It is no time for the people of God to be afraid. It is no time for us to stand back and say, you know what, whatever happens, happens. No, no, no. Get a vision of what God wants to take place. Attention, please. Attention, please. Let's let's take note of where God is taking his people and desires to take his people. It says a vision uh, of Isaiah. Isaiah comes from two words. First is Yishah or Yashah which means salvation or help or deliverance. And then it comes from the word Yahweh or Jehovah, which means salvation of Jehovah or Yahweh will save. The Vulgate uh, renders it Isaiah. That's how we see it. The Septuagint has it as Isaiah. You'll see that referenced in the New Testament. The whole idea behind this name, it's not just Uh, Any vision this morning, this is a vision that God Almighty is still the one who saves and delivers and allows you and I to be free. It's still him that causes salvation. I'm not your salvation. The government's not your salvation or anyone sitting beside you. It's always been Jehovah Almighty God and it will always be Jehovah Almighty God. Give a vision this morning. Attention, please, of who's in charge. It's not me. I'm just a spokesman. It's him. It's his his salvation. It's his deliverance. It's his help this morning. A vision of Isaiah, he said, the son of Amos. Concerning Judah, the Jews after the death of Solomon were divided into two kingdoms, the kingdom of Judah and of Israel, or Ephraim. The kingdom of Judah, that included the tribes of, of Judah and Benjamin. Benjamin was a small tribe, and, and it was not commonly mentioned, and so it kind of got lost into the, caught up in the name that there was, it was called Judah. And so, uh, but Judah does uh, contain two tribes Judah and Benjamin. The kingdom of Israel or Ephraim was uh, the other ten tribes. And so, uh, from, the, from the prophets, there appeared among them, of course, uh, uh, and you see it right here to Isaiah. And, and he's extending it to, uh, to these tribes of Israel or what was known as God's people. You this morning are God's people. People watching online, people that are listening this morning, you're part of God's people. And so it's time for us to get a vision that Almighty God is still in the saving business uh, and it's for His people to know it uh, and not forget it. Amen. Help us. If we ever reach a day where we're not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ... Amen. For all people. He said in the days of Uzziah, this was the time during the reign of Uzziah. You can see that reign spoken of in Second Chronicles 26. He was 16 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 52 years. And it was not affirmed or supposed that Isaiah began his prophecy at the commencement of his reign. But the first part of the long reign of Uzziah... Uh, was prosperous. And then he gained importance. Uh, He gained important victories over his enemies and fortified his kingdom. And he had an army of more than 300,000 men. He became proud and attempted to uh, uh, an act of sacrilege uh, uh, and, and, and was smitten of God and died a leper. But through the kingdom under Uzziah, while it was flourishing, Uh, yet it it had elements of decay. And and during the the previous reign of Joash, uh, it had been invaded and weakened by the Assyrians, and and a large amount of wealth uh, had been taken to Damascus or the capital of Syria. And uh, and there was decay that started to happen. And and all of a sudden, this this wonderful, wonderful, uh, prosperous time Uh, Of life uh, and victories and things taking place. uh, uh, Listen, that's no different uh, than twenty twenty one, no different than this century. Okay, there's been lots of times of uh, of being prosperous. We we live in a blessed country. Okay, we live in a blessed country. We we have to make sure we understand that and not forget that we are in in the top two or three percent of the world. In and how well people do. You know, there may be times when we don't feel it's as good, but in comparison. So here we have a situation where we have God's people, and God's people are doing well. And all of a sudden there's a pride that lifts up in, in the, the people of God. And God's going to He's going to give their attention. You see this under Uzziah. He also mentions Jotham. Jotham began to reign at age 25 years old, and he reigned for 16 years. Ahaz, he began to reign at age 20, and he reigned for 16 years. He was a wicked man. And uh, then you have Hezekiah. He was a virtuous and upright Person. He began his reign at age twenty five and he reigned for twenty nine years. And so what what what's happening here is there's a vision that's going across uh, that Almighty God can save uh, all generations. The good and the bad. The prosperous and the evil. That's what that's what church is about. Church is that God is for everybody. God is willing to save anyone. God is willing to help anyone, Amen. But there's some things that we've got to get our minds around. Okay, he says in verse two, "Hear, O heaven and uh, heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me." Now, listen how important this vision is. This vision is so important that he calls for the heavens and the earth to be at attention. Everybody to listen. Everyone to give ear. Yahweh is going to speak. The whole universe is summoned to attend what is going to be spoken. No different in 2021. Everybody has, has uh, the need must hear. Listen, what everyone does with what is heard is their choice. But everyone's got to hear. Everyone's got to have an opportunity to understand the vision that almighty God can save them. Yeah. St. John, this is our city. We see our city. We want to see our city. We must see our city. That God is the solution to our city. Amen. I'm thankful for people that dedicate their time and effort and give up their abilities. But nobody's going to save this city. Nobody. There's nobody in this city that's going to save this city. Don't get caught up in the politics of it. They can't save it. There's only one person that can save this city. Amen. That's the Almighty. He's the one who delivers. He's the one who saves. He's the one who helps. Let us get a vision. Attention, please. Attention. Yeah. Verse 3. He said that that God's people... He uses this phrase, do not know. They're not recognizing Him. We've lost sight of Him. Don't get distracted from Him. Don't get into the the statement of the ones that do not know. That's not about knowledge. That's not about knowledge. You you can have all the knowledge in the world about God and not recognize Him. You can claim to know Scripture inside out and still not recognize Him. Don't let it be in 2021 that there comes a point where He's not recognizable in your life. He uses the phrase, doth not consider. It means do not understand. They kind of lose sight of, of God's in charge. COVID-19 it was not a surprise to God. No, it didn't sneak up on him somehow. No, it's not a surprise to him. It's, this, is, this, is a, this is something he will use to get his people's attention. Listen, get a vision that He's almighty. He's the one that will save. He's the one that will deliver. And everybody, every generation's got to know that. Across the board. Amen. Don't lose recognition of who He is. And and don't lose understanding that He's in charge. Verse 4 uses this phrase. They are gone away backward. They have turned their backs upon him. The word for they are gone away, it, it means to become estranged or alienated. Alienation is not good. You can use another word for it, isolation. You say, Pastor, you got, you got a, a, a bee in your bonnet. That's, that's probably correct. There is a bee in the bonnet. I'm worried for the people. I'm concerned about the people. Don't allow yourself to go backward. Don't allow yourself to become alienated or estranged or isolated from who can actually help. Find yourself in deeper prayer than you've ever been. Find yourself in more meditating on His Word than you've ever done. Find yourself lost in His presence more than has ever happened. It's not a time to become... Not knowing or not recognized or or not understanding. No, no, no. It's not a time to back up and become alienated from God's presence. It's a time to step forward and say, God, I know that you are the only one who can save and deliver and help no matter what time of need is required. He is a very present help. In the time of need. He uses in verse 5. says the whole head. Huh. The whole head. Wow. You know, the prophet Isaiah, he kind of specifies more defi- uh, definitely that uh, something is, is happening here. And he says the whole head is sick. Wow. Uh, obviously, in, you'll see it in lots of different occurrences. That the head is from the top down, obviously. And it says that the whole head is sick. And uh, it is, it is um, when it says that it's sick, it's smitten or, or it's become painful. Well, how, how does that come across in people's lives today? It, becomes across with, it comes across in anxiety and stress. And feeling overwhelmed. That's how it comes across. It's not all of a sudden you can't bear the pain that's in your elbow or something. That's that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about it gets to you that you can't sleep right. That you're you're basically looking over your shoulder on a continual basis for the next terrible thing. Oh no. He's our deliverer. He's our salvation. He's our help. Don't let your head get sick. Don't allow yourself to be influenced. Uh, Hallelujah. To a point where, you know what? I I just can't handle. People are at that state right now. People don't know where to turn. They don't know what to believe. And they don't know what's going to be next. And... What's the next bad thing? Something caught my spirit back a few months ago. An elderly lady from Nova Scotia who couldn't take the isolation anymore. her family and so she opted for assisted suicide and her response was I will not take any more isolation people don't know where to turn let me tell you the church better stand it better stand on its feet and say I will not be alienated I will not be isolated I will not be set apart I will not allow myself to to be to be separated from God and his people and I will not allow myself to become sick in the head okay okay This is what he says next, the whole heart faints. The heart is here because the whole region of the rest of the body is is what keeps you alive and controls you and allows you to do everything that you do in life. And he says, the whole heart faint, becomes feeble, without vigor, and is attending unto nausea. Now, if you think of that in the natural, feeble, no vigor and having nausea, if you thought of that in the that's not, that's not a good feeling. No one likes that. And no one I mean, out comes the grab all and pepnobismal or whatever you're going to do whatever you have to do. Like no one likes that. Well, it's no different. We can't allow that to happen in the spiritual. Because what happens in the spiritual when that takes place, that comes right into the house of God. And then we start kind of being nausea, spiritually, about the ones around us. Listen, you know, you can... Ask the board to have a meeting, I suppose, and get rid of me. I'm going to preach to you. I'm going to preach to you this morning. That you and I can't fall into that trap. Of of not realizing who is ultimately in control. This is the Savior, the Healer, the Deliverer. And He wants us to... Be at attention, please. See the vision and not allow ourselves to back up and be sick in the head where we are overwhelmed with anxiety and stress and then become fatigue and feeble and nausea in our heart Well, he's describing, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm still laying foundation. Maybe I'll hurry. One more. I'll, I'll just do this one, then we'll go to the, what I'm going to preach. Verse 6, he says, no soundness. Now, I, you know, I, I was reading this scripture, and I'm thinking, man, I don't know if I really want to tell people that they're not sound. No soundness. And then I found out what it means. It means no part that is unaffected. No part of our life. Listen, you cannot compartmentalize Sundays from the rest of your week. The rest of your week will affect your Sunday. How you go about your day will affect your life. When it's speaking about this with no soundness, it will affect every area of our life. Our health, our mind, our mentality, our sleep, our spirituality, our finance. It'll it'll attack everything because the enemy won't leave anything untouched if he's allowed. But step to the forefront and pay attention, please. Hallelujah. There can't be any part of our life that is affected by what's happening around us. Yes, you are in the world, but you are not of the world. I'm not telling you something from me. I'm giving you Scripture. This world is not our home. He goes on to speak about country and land, and I don't have time to go through all that stuff. Let's go to the text. Verse 18. Come now, he says, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. There's, there's absolute Hope. Hope. There's absolute hope this morning. There's not despair. There's not distress. There's not, uh, well, I don't know. No, no, there is hope this morning. Come and reason with the Lord this morning and let Him show what the hope is. This is the hope. This is what He says. Come now. Of course, this is addressed to the nation of Israel. The same exhortation is given to everybody. It's a solemn act on on the part of God submitting the claims, the principles that everybody, everybody can have the same this morning. It's not just for a few. And he says, let us reason together. That means to show, to prove, to justify, to correct, to reprove, to convince, to rebuke, reproach, censor, judge, decide, to do justice, to contend. Whatever has to be done. That's what the Lord is saying. Let's come together and get it straight. Okay. Though your sins be ours as scarlet. The word that's used here means a bright red color. Much prized, obviously, by the ancient people. The Arabic verb means to shine. The name was given to the color because of its brightness of appearance and our word scarlet denoting a a bright red expresses the color intended here and it's it's under the idea that neither dew or rain or washing or long usage would ever remove or fade that color I could go through the process of how they made that I don't have time to do that this morning but the way they made that color it was made to, to not fade it was made to keep its brightness and its shine. The idea behind that color is that, uh, that sin, uh, sin sin doesn't fade. Sin won't just go away. You can't just get rid of it. It's nothing that you're going to be able to do yourself. Nothing that you and I can, can do. And so the whole vision that's coming across is, listen, there's going to be things that are going to, Try to attach itself to your life, to your thought pattern, to your mind, and to your spirit. Those things are going to happen. That's just the bottom line. But I've got a vision to tell you this morning. There is a Savior. And that Savior is all-powerful. And those, those sins that are as scarlet, he says, shall be as white as snow. The deep, thick stain that no human power could remove, shall be taken away. In other words, sin shall be pardoned. He doesn't wash your life enough times to to try to fade the sin. No, no, no. He comes into our lives and says, listen, I've got a vision for you. I'm your answer this morning. I'm everything you need. Once and for all, I'll take it away and you're going to be clean, white as snow. You know how it is. They got all these detergents. You ever read all the labels on the detergents? You know, it's it's all about ones that can be used in cold water, ones that are used for colors. I mean, you go down the row. If my wife didn't tell me what she wanted, I could stand in that row for a half hour reading all those labels, figuring out which one keeps everything the whitest. And I tell you, if I did a survey this morning, there would probably be all kinds of opinions. Even in this room, of what detergent to use to make sure your whites are whites. All oh, you people, I hope you don't do your whites and darks together. That's a big mistake. That's what they say. No, you got all these detergents, they got all, I mean, there's all kinds of solutions. Well, I've, I, I'm, I'm happy to tell you this morning, I don't have to sell you on how many different detergents there are. There's only one. There's only one necessary. Whatever redness you have, whatever filth there is, whatever brightness there is of the world, instantaneously, instantaneously, hallelujah, through the power of His cleansing power, hallelujah, you can be as white as snow. Uh Uh-huh. You know what that means? An emblem of innocence or purity. Music come. It says, though they be red. All he's doing is, is he's, he's, he's repeating the same thing, trying to emphasize it. Though they be red like crimson. He's giving another example. That they shall be as wool. He's, he's doing the same thing over again. No matter what it looked like before, this is what it will look like after. What am I trying to tell you this morning? Mission point? No matter what is happening in the world right now, no matter what is happening all around us, Hallelujah, there's a vision for you to get a hold of. A vision for you to get in your mind. There is a Savior, an almighty God that's in charge. And He doesn't want you to allow yourself to get caught up in the stuff and backtrack. Oh, no, no, step forward and allow His presence, His power, His spirit to make you white as snow. See, when He saved you, when He cleansed you, it was an incredible moment for you. And then life happens, and lots of stuff can take place. And if you're not careful, you can become distracted. Just like I read to you from verses 3, 4, 5, and 6. Lots of things can happen to try to distract us. Try to make us sick in the head and faint at heart. Try to make us not understand or not recognize. Backtrack and there's all kinds of things that take place. But no, no, listen to what his vision says today. He's all powerful. Come and reason with him. Come and reason with him. He'll take all of that stuff and instantaneously cleanse it out of your life that you're just as white as snow yeah listen if he just left us there that would be good I suppose we could say that's a a great accomplishment that was a nice uh, that was a nice thing God did but it doesn't end there no it doesn't end there If you be willing, he says in verse 19, and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. God, what is that? What is it that you have for me, God? What is it that you have for me that that I haven't reached yet? Because I need a fresh vision of who you are. I need a renewed vision, God, of who you are that you would just cleanse my life and my spirit. Attention, please. Attention, please, mission point. Uh, hallelujah. What is it that God has in store for you this morning that we haven't uh, attained yet? Uh, oh, but it's, uh, it's there for you. If you refuse and rebel, he says you will be devoured. You'll get caught up. You will become Consumed. With what the world is doing right now. You'll live in constant fear. Listen, I'm I'm not here this morning preaching that the pandemic is not real. Not at all. The opposite of that is very real. But I will not allow the pandemic to cause me to be afraid. I have a savior that is much bigger. He is much more powerful. And I'm going to allow myself to be cleansed on a regular basis before him. Because I know he's got things in store. Listen, God's not done with Mission Point. He's not done with St. John. He's not done with the world. He's unstoppable. So we got to stop back and take a step back and say, okay, God, what are you doing? Attention, please. Attention. This won't be done with you, Brent. This won't be done with anyone in the congregation. It's going to only be done through me. And So we got to, we got to come to a realization, okay God, I don't want to be in a place where I don't recognize you. I don't understand. No, no, I want to rather reason with you, God. Take my life today and take everything that is not white already. And Lord, cleanse it this morning. Cleanse it so that I can partake of the land, what you have for my life spiritually, what you desire. I end with this verse. Second Chronicles 7.15 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn... From their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place attention please attention mission point hallelujah Jesus hallelujah would you stand with me this morning it's very important that we do our best to social distance coming to the altar this morning we're going to do our best to follow the regulations and guidelines to the best of our ability and have church a social distance if you would but I open the altar this morning attention please church let there be a vision Renewed in your eyes and mind, your heart, your spirit. That there is, there is an almighty God. Amen. That you can come and reason with this morning. And he will cleanse all of that stuff out of your life today. So that you can partake of what he has for you. Would you do that right now as we sing? Thank you, Jesus.